the Stress Talk Caregiver Podcast, episode 164. What is a representative payee in an assisted living admission agreement? Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Stressed Out Caregiver Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Price from the StressedOutCaregiver.com. And if you are caring for an aging parent, spouse, or elderly loved one and don't quite know where to start, what to do next, I have something that can make your life a whole lot easier. It is my caregiver training course. It is a course I created. It's all online. That will teach you the fundamentals you need to know, the foundational information you need to know about caring for your loved one, about resources available to help you care for your loved one, about the three big important things when it comes to being a caregiver, which is decision-making, care planning, and paying for care. It's an it's an incredibly valuable course that can change not only your life, but the life of the person you're caring for. It can save you time, money, and make the whole process a lot less stressful. So please go visit the website, www.thestressedoutcaregiver.com forward slash caregiver training course to learn more about my caregiver training course. I think you'll be very, very happy with with what you'll find there. Now, today we're going to talk about a very important issue when it comes to assisted living care and frankly, in some states, nursing home care, uh, which is the admissions agreement and 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 the position or 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 the uh, yeah the position of representative payee. So here's the bottom line: your loved one is moving into the assisted living community. The there's an agreement; they are going to sign off and 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 move in um, and agree to whatever terms are in that agreement. You. If, if they don't have the ability to sign off on their own, you as their fiduciary would be the person then who would be signing as their power of attorney, most likely, maybe their guardian, or maybe just as their child if the assisted living community is going to accept that. And uh, so you're going to sign off as them, but then you'll find in that agreement, in many of these agreements, that there is a provision for something called a representative payee. And well, let's step back for a minute, okay? An admissions agreement in an assisted living or a nursing home is a contract. You are agreeing to terms. You're agreeing to rights and responsibilities as a result of this relationship you're creating between your loved one and this assisted living community or this nursing home. Now, every contract should be reviewed by an attorney. So you you have to go into it with that in mind. You always want to get help from an experienced attorney who understands these types of contracts and can review them with you. Now, why is that important? Because there are all sorts of traps and pitfalls in admission agreements for anyone who signs them. And one such issue is the position of representative payee. So a representative payee is someone who pledges their own money, not their elderly loved one's money, but their own money to pay for their loved one's care if anything should happen and their loved one can't pay for the care themselves. This can result in tremendous liability for the person in this position. 
So understand what that means. If, if your loved one runs out of money in the assisted living and they apply for Medicaid, and so let's assume in your state, Medicaid pays for assisted living. And there is a period of time between when they run out of money and when Medicaid approves their application. Well, the assisted living community could come after you as the representative payee for money, for payment for their uh, monthly uh, bill from your personal funds. So you are saying to them, I am accepting liability for my loved one's bill. If they can't pay it and if no one else is paying their bill, then I will be on the hook personally for their bill. Most people don't realize that's what they're agreeing to when they sign as representative payee. Most people think if my loved one can't pay, if Medicare, or if Medicaid can't pay, then I don't know who's going to pay the assisted living. It won't be me. Well, the cold, hard reality is that if you signed off as representative payee, it, it will be you. You've agreed to that. And that's been, that was a term and condition in order to have your loved one admitted to the assisted living is that you agreed to be their representative payee. So you have to understand that a provision like that exists because you are accepting liability. Now, could you get your loved one into the community without signing off as a representative payee? In many situations, the answer is yes. If you refuse to sign as that as that representative payee, if you refuse that uh, appointment of that position through that admissions agreement, then your loved one probably will be able to be admitted into that assisted living community or the nursing home without a representative payee on record. So be really careful. Don't just sign these documents, these admission agreements. And and I'll tell you, all too often what happens, you go in through the touring process, you meet with the salesperson who takes you around, who shows you the facility, shows you the community, uh, outlines all the great benefits and, and highlights all the wonderful things that are there for your loved one if they choose to move into that community. And then what happens? You make the decision. Oh, my loved one loves this place. We want to move in. She's, she can't wait to become a community member here. And you go to the business office and what happens? Oh, we have some, some documents you need to sign in order to move your loved one in. And you don't read the document. You don't read the admissions agreement. They just give you page after page. Oh, sign here, sign here, sign here. And, and they may tell you what it is, right? Oh, this is our privacy policy. This is the, the where you agree to what the costs are, um, you know, for the monthly care, for the extra, the care they need on top of the room and board, for the medication management. Here's our, um, you know, whatever policy, right? And they just, and they throw paper after paper in front of you. It's very similar to when you, when you buy a house and you take a mortgage, right? When you, when you sat at that closing table, it was page after page, sign here, sign here, sign here. They tell you what it is in, in, in one or two sentences. Here's a paper with a thousand words on it. And in one sentence, the salesperson or the, the, the person, uh, admissions coordinator in the assisted living in one sentence, they're going to tell you what, what that document states. If it was a one sentence issue, the paper wouldn't have a thousand words on it. You really have to be careful. You really want to have these things looked at by an attorney because representative payee and the problems that that, that come by accepting that uh, appointment in the agreement, right? By you becoming the representative point, by you becoming the representative payee, that is just one trap or pitfall in these admissions agreements. There's a lot of them. 
that could potentially come back and, and haunt your loved one. So you really have to be careful. You really have to take these admission agreements seriously. Don't just kind of blow through them together with the admissions coordinator or the salesperson at the community. Take the time to look at it, to understand what the responsibilities are that you're undertaking in your capacity as your loved one's advocate, in your capacity as their agent pursuant to the power of attorney or their child. Wherever you're signing your name, make sure you understand what it is you're agreeing to because you may be taking on liability you didn't expect to. And if it comes down to this, if it comes down to the assisted living community taking the position that either you sign this agreement as the representative payee, or your loved one isn't able to move into the assisted living community, then I would suggest you strongly consider choosing a different, a different community. I would not accept that ultimatum that you have to accept personal liability for your loved one's bill, otherwise they can't move in. You're asking for trouble. Because in the situations where it does go bad and where you are called on to provide payment, if you can't or don't or refuse to, and they sue you, you are probably going to be found liable. You're probably going to have to come up with that money. And that could be a real problem. So be really careful. Take these admissions agreements seriously. I strongly recommend you have an attorney who's experienced in these assisted living and nursing home admission agreements. Take a look at this with you. Go through it with you. Explain to you what, what exists. Help you try to strike out certain provisions that would not be beneficial to you, could be very harmful to you. And if the community refuses to work with you, maybe you better choose or, or think about choosing a different community because you don't want that liability. Or at least, hey, maybe you don't mind accepting the liability, but go into it knowing that it, it, the, the potential for the liability exists. Nobody wants to be caught off guard. It could be a very expensive uh, problem if uh, something comes up and you find out unexpectedly that you are personally responsible for paying thousands of dollars every month until Medicaid kicks in or until your loved one moves out of that community or to whatever it is that has to happen to stop your liability uh, for paying your loved one's monthly bill. Look, I hope this is helpful. I think it's really important that you treat these documents seriously with the importance that, that, they, that they require don't just sit in that office and, and have them shove paper after paper in front of you and sign your name without understanding specifically what each document says and what it means to you. Um, now, we talk about these types of issues in the Facebook uh, support group, so the Stressed Out Caregiver Facebook support group. If you are helping your loved one, look for a, an assisted living community, look for a nursing home. If you just want help uh, caring for them, join the support group. It's available to anyone caring for an aging parent, spouse, or elderly loved one. It's a chance to get assistance from other people who are caring for their loved ones. And I'll also share what you've learned to hopefully help others struggling with issues you have experienced dealing with yourself. I hope to see you in the group. And remember about the caregiver training course, I tell you, I, I, I am so proud of this course. I think it could provide a tremendous benefit to you. And it's worth, in, in some situations, hundreds of times what people pay for it. it it helps people save money within minutes. Uh, it can give you information that will save you tremendous money. So take a look at the, the caregiver training course. Find it at www.thestressedoutcaregiver.com forward slash caregiver training course. And finally, you can always email me, Casey Price. My email address is Casey, C-A-S-E-Y at thestressedoutcaregiver.com. 
Now, today and as always, this show is meant to be information to assist you with finding the help you and your aging parent, spouse, or elderly loved one need to provide each of you with the highest possible quality of life and the least amount of stress. In an issue like we discussed today, working with an elder care attorney who understands these issues, who understands admission agreements for assisted living and nursing home um, would be a very smart thing to do. I highly recommend it. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate it. Until I have the privilege of talking to you again, I wish you nothing but the best.